0: It is time to wake up, church. It is not time to hit the snooze button. It's not time to get woke and then go right back to sleep. Because let's be real. Let's be real. i got to be careful. I'll put off some seductive eyes. Not. I'll just go back here, okay? Let's be real. But it's hard to wake up when you're tired. So let me ask, are you tired? Too many of us are physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted. Too many of us are are tossing and turning. Too much of the church is tired. What about you? Where are you at? Are we too tired to meet God and ask Him what's needed or what's next? Are we too tired to seek out a neighbor with the hope that we have? Are we too tired to share the truth of God with our world that so desperately needs it. Nothing might be keeping you up at night. Maybe you can sleep just fine. But what about your thoughts during the day? Are they consumed, draining you, making you too tired to care, too numb, to feel too exhausted to do anything about the division and the tension that we feel in our world? Let's be real and answer this question together and maybe the most intimate place that you could think about. Let's answer this question. Is your soul tossing and turning? Because let's, let's, let's not let's 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 be honest there's there's some terrible truth going on rising infection, an unsure economy, an election coming up, what we're gonna do about kids and and their schooling, civil unrest, racial injustice. There's just so much uncertainty, more uncertainty than most of us have ever experienced. But let me ask us this faith promise, is it waking us up to the real people with real problems that are all around us? Because if we're too tired to get out of the bed of our religious beliefs, this will break us down and our culture down and leave us tossing and turning like maybe we've always been. If we're not careful, this season will cause us to act out in frustration on those we love or those that we're called to love. Worst thing that could happen is we just lay back down and go back to sleep and leave the world with no hope. But this weekend, we're gonna have an intersection with God. We're having a collision with the Holy Spirit and we are gonna have a decision to make. Let's pray. God, we come before you this weekend and we wanna get into your word. God, there's so much uncertainty right now, but you are still certain. There's so many things we have questions about, but God, you have the answer. I pray that as we come into your presence, God, myself, everybody, whether they're in the living room, whether they're at the gym, whether they're at a campus, God, that you would change us, that you would change our eyes, you would change our hearts, you would change our hands, you would change our feet. And we would be the hope that this world is so desperately crying for through the power of Jesus inside of us. In your precious name we pray, amen, amen. Hey, welcome to another weekend celebration. You guys excited to be at church? No matter where you are, I hope you are excited. As we look forward to waking up together, hey, if you're not sure about God or Jesus or church, maybe you're just stopped by on Facebook or something like that, hey, can I just tell you, make yourself at home for the next few minutes with us. I believe God has so much to say about a peace that our world so desperately needs. So let me ask you again, what is keeping you tossing and turning when you think about 2020? It's been crazy, hadn't it? What is keeping us tossing and turning? Maybe you're like me, and you would say, I'm tired of all the chaos. I'm tired of, but listen, I believe this is the core of who I am. How we respond to the current chaos of our present circumstances will be the difference between real peace or just the status quo of tossing and turning from one minute, from one issue to the next. I believe this a promise no matter where you are men and women of God no matter where, where you are the chaos of our current circumstances will either be a cancer or it will be a catalyst to what comes next it will be a cancer it will be a catalyst to what comes next listen if you get stuck in the bed of your religious beliefs or or the bed of anxiety then the cancer of chaos it will it will it will smother out like a pillow any glimmer or glimpse of hope. It'll leave us with anxiety, it'll leave us with fear, leaving us for a sad substitute for the real substance of peace. However, if we can let this, ca- this, this chaos be a catalyst, it'll, it'll feed us an opportunity to, to bring the kingdom into our culture in a way that we've never experienced. Let me read you two passages. And I'm gonna gonna read you quite a few passages this weekend. And I wanna ask you to write them down on your phone or on your notes, whatever it looks like, because these would be amazing for you and your family to spend in your quiet time this week. First, when Paul talked about peace in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, he said this, the peace of God. It surpasses all understanding, and it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, believers. We need to guard our mind and we and our hearts. We don't need to be easily offended, and build because the, the devil loves when we are offended. Because those offenses they build fences, so we can't love and lead people as God has called us to. But Jesus personally, specifically talked about peace during his ministry here. In John 14, 27, Jesus said this, peace I leave with you. Jesus went to heaven and left us his peace through his Holy Spirit. And he said, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, not, not works based, not as the world gives do I give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let it be fearful. Listen, if you're wondering how do I know if I'm honoring God in my relationships day to day, Are you living in trouble? Are you living in fear? Or are you living in peace? Are you living in boldness? Because spiritually, we are not called to live in trouble. We are not called to live in fear. So can I implore you, men and women of God, to stop tossing and turning and find rest in His peace. Let me ask you a few questions as we're processing this together. Is it hard for you to sleep when you feel sick? Is it hard for you to sleep when you're anxious? What about whenever you feel uncertain about the next day or the things that come up in your life? I don't know about you, but I don't sleep well. Hey, listen, but there is no question that the, our current circumstances are affecting us physically. I, I, w- I wanna show us that because I believe a lot of times, unintentionally, subconsciously, we look to the physical first and then to the spiritual. But let me tell you, the enemy has, he's, he, he feels he can be so bold now as to affect our physical well-being with his spiritual attacks. And I pray knowing these things will make us bolster our boldness in the spiritual to fight it. I don't know if you know this. These, these I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to stay calm. These facts really frustrate me. But they're facts. That, uh, that anxi- anti-anxiety medicine is up 34% in, in our current state. That uh, anti-depressants are up 10% since the pandemic. This one right here just, whew, it bothers me. The American Psychiatrist Association says that 46% of parents with kids 18 or below would rate their stress level an eight or higher. Now, what frustrates me about it is not that those people are in those circumstances. What frustrates me is myself and maybe a lot of other believers. When we leave our homes, we're not looking for people who are stressed. We're not looking for people who are depressed. We're not looking for single moms or dads who don't know what to do and putting our hands on our shoulders say, it's gonna be okay. Let me tell you how you can find peace in this circumstance. But that's what we're called to do. It sounds like that there is a cancer of chaos destroying peace. It sounds like that there's some restlessness going on. It sounds like there's some tossing and some turning. But listen, Faith Promise, if you're listening, say I am. It sounds like there's a moment for a movement of God to bring some peace. It sounds like there's a moment for a movement of God to shine some light in our cultures. anybody believe that? Can anybody get behind that? Pastor shared a pastor with us last weekend. It's, it's ringing in my head like a bell all week. I, I, I can't get over it. When it comes to shining light, a moment to shine some light. It's in Ephesians 5, and it starts in verse 13. And it says, but all things become visible when they are exposed to light. Listen, hey, let me tell you again. The devil would do nothing more than to make you miss this passage. But all things become visible when they are exposed to the light. For everything that becomes, everything becomes visible, uh, everything becomes visible in the light. For this reason, it says, awake sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Before I continue reading, when Jesus would walk into towns, he, he would say, the kingdom of heaven has come near. It's not because the physical heavens had come near, it's because he had came near. Because the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, had walked into the town, that means the kingdom of heaven had come near. That's when Jesus, he tells us to pray. I tell you to pray, my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as is in heaven. I don't know what you think about you, but what God thinks about you is when you walk into a situation, your home, Your neighborhood the kingdom of heaven has come near light has come near and it should shine light on the lies and the doubts and the rumors that the devil is trying to expel in our nation that's why he continues on in verse 15 and says therefore be careful how you walk listen if the light that was shining on you was for you then you wouldn't be walking you would just be enjoying right the light that God shines on us is not just so we can be tan or listen, I am more godly than how tan I am. I promise you that. He says, walk not, not like unwise men, but as wise, making the most of the time. I pray that we would make the most of the time. History books will record COVID-19. History books will record George Floyd. History books will record the election of 2020, but will the history books record the church of 2020 in America? I pray, I pray that it does. I pray that it does. So let's not go back to sleep. You know, I, I, l- l- let me just be transparent with you. I, I get up pretty early to go work out. My alarm goes, goes off about 4.15. And I'll, I, sometimes I'll wake up and I'll look at my alarm. I'm, I'm convinced that my alarm's what hell will sound like. Just a, uh, uh, uh. And I look over at my beautiful wife. And she's drooling. <laughs> and she's never looked so pretty. And some days, i go back to sleep. Some days I just turn it off. I'm wide awake. I'll even look at some emails. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll text my workout partner, say, I'm sick. I'm dead. I'm not coming, right? But I'm wide awake. And let me tell you, those are my least productive days. So let's wake up. Let's get out of the bed of our religious beliefs, our comfort. And let's make this a time where the cancer of chaos does not win, but it is a catalyst for us and the people around us. See, God knew that his people would need his peace. That's why in Exodus thirty-three fourteen, 14, he says this to Moses, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. God has made a promise to his people, that's me and that's you, that he, we would have his presence and his peace. That means we can stop allowing the cancer of chaos to rob our rest we can rest in God soundly no matter what 2020 throws at us. Even if things don't go back to normal, even if things don't go back to normal, we can have rest. And if the thought of things not going back to normal makes your heart and your spirit toss and turn, I've got good news for you. I really do have good news for you. According to God's word, we can find perfect peace and rest anyways and always. We can find God's perfect rest anyways and always in any circumstances. But the question I have for you this weekend is are you living that peace now? Day in, day out. Relationship, relationship out. Social media post posted, social media posts read. Are you living in peace? Let me ask you some questions to help you process that. In this season, have you been more easily irritated? Have you been dealing with worry? Are you restless in your mind in your heart and in your spirit? We watch more violence today in one day than people hundred years ago even knew existed. They didn't know it existed. We watch it. We watch it on screens. It's crazy. The enemy loves to use things like that to erode our rest. I look at it kind of like fireworks. You know, a few weeks ago, you know, we were all shooting off fireworks. My kids, they love fireworks, It's, it's a blast. But there's always those people who take it too far, isn't it? Isn't it? There's those people up, shoot them off at three or four in the morning. If you don't know that person, you are that person. And we hope it shoots you right in the rear end, okay? No, I'm just joking. But but for real, there's people who take it too far. That's how I look at social media right now, for real. I love social media. The creators on there, they're so so funny. And I love keeping up with my friends. I love seeing where they're at. I love seeing their families. But I realized a few weeks ago that it was eroding my rest. It was eroding my rest because people aren't living the life for the kingdom. They're living their life for the culture socially, digitally, instead of in reality. It's not who we are called to be. But let me tell you this, this world, the one we live in, it's natural for anxiety to be in this world. It's natural. That's why, I'll tell you this, don't let this freak you out, but press into this. We need the supernatural to overcome anxiety. We need the supernatural to overcome anxiety. Christ followers will feel the tempting tug towards anxiety, but we can overcome because Jesus has already overcame. It's not through you or by you, it's through Jesus and by Jesus. That's why he said, and we could talk about this for hours. In John uh, 16, Jesus said this, these things I have spoken to you so that in me, If you will live in Jesus, you will have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. Some of you guys are wondering why you live in tribulation and not in peace. It's because you're in the world and not in the word, right? But he says, take courage. Listen, if it was about you staying in your house and you and your family being just all right, you wouldn't need any courage. That takes no courage. But that's not who God has called us to be. It's not who God has called you to be because Jesus has overcome the world. Listen, we can be at peace. We can take courage. We can get out of the bed of our beliefs. This is our moment. This is our time to the the church, to stop tossing and turning, to stop having a society that stops tossing and turning and not let the cancer of chaos win the day, but let us rest and step into the power and the potential and take a bite out of peace and hand that to anybody else. This within six feet. (laughs) I'm just joking. That's just a joke. If you're not a Christ follower, I hope that you see how this peace could change your life and our world. If you are a Christ follower, I pray that you are burdened right now to walk in this cancer of chaos killing peace, not just for you, but for a world that is tossing and turning, tossing and turning. I've been so burdened for this message because the only thing that would give me anxiety is thinking that Christians would walk away thinking I just, ha- I just have to be peaceful. Me and my family have to be peaceful, and, and, and anything that, listen, anything that doesn't cause me peace, to keep out of my life. That's not what I'm saying. What's so special about God's peace is as we fervently fight the culture to look more like the kingdom, we can still have peace. In a battle, we can have peace. Amen? Make it look more like the kingdom. It's amazing. It's just what the disciples did. The disciples in Acts, in Acts 2, our, our theme verse for the year is Acts 2, 42. But if you go a little bit down into verse, verse 47, it says this about the disciples. It says, we see them uh, praising God and having favor. They're praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord was adding their number day by day, those who were being saved. Why this is so special is because they had a hard time. This was said just weeks, maybe months after they murdered Jesus. And it was said just before Emperor Nero, he would shove Christians literally into street lamps and light them on fire to light the streets, yet they were praising. Not only were they praising God because they had peace, but their peace was so provocative and so attractive that they were winning people to God every day. So how about a faith promise? Who's all all in? We should be all in for what God wants to do. So this is how practically I want us to walk in this peace this week, and that is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, now this is about to be a gut punch, so just tighten up spiritually. In Acts 1, 7, 8, it says this. This is Jesus. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times and the dates the Father has set by his own authority. Let me pause for a moment. A lot of us think if you had more answers that you would be more bold. A lot of us think if I had more answers that I would be more peaceful. If I knew who was gonna win the election or if I knew when COVID was over, if I knew when I was gonna get to take these dumb masks off, if I knew this, if I knew that. But hey, kindly, respectfully, the Lord says, that's none of your business. He says... That's none of your business, none of my business. And I, know that, I don't like it either, I promise. But in verse eight, he does tell us what our business is. He says, but you will be, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. This is our job, you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the years, being purveyors of peace, peddlers of peace, and not of anxiety, not of fear, but taking the answer that we actually do have to a world that so desperately doesn't even know they need it. So why should we be filled with the Spirit? why because one of the fruits of the spirit is peace it talks about that in galatians 22 and 23 it says the fruit of the spirit is peace i don't know about you but i don't sleep well when i'm hungry i don't i don't do anything well when i'm hungry but i definitely don't sleep well when i'm hungry the reason our world looks like it looks is because it's starving to death and because it is restless to death because there's no substance, there's no substance like what they were made to have, which is the fruit of the Spirit. So let me tell you this. I want you, to be, I want you to walk in being filled with the Holy Spirit. How do I do that? The main way is gonna be through prayer. I want you to pray and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Let me quickly tell you two things that's gonna happen in your life if you will pray that you will be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk in His prompting. One, you will have rest. Prayer is gonna offer you a pillow of rest. Prayer will offer you a pillow of rest. A few years ago, my my wife started having a miscarriage with our son, Elisha River Stevens. And hey, guess what? She called, it was on a Sunday. She called and tried to schedule a DNC for Monday. I slept like a baby that night. How in the world could I sleep like a baby with my wife crying next to me because we lost another baby? because I had peace believing that God was gonna let me hold that baby. Whether it was in nine more months or whether it was in heaven, I had peace because He gave me it in prayer. You know something else that being filled with the Spirit is gonna bring us as we pray? It's gonna bring restoration, restoration. If you are looking out into our world, wishing it was different, but you never hit your knees, you're, you're not doing it right, we're not doing it right. Another social media post is not going to be what does it. Another vote is not going to be what does it. Men and women whose hearts are broken for what breaks God's heart, that is what's going to do it. We have to do it. That's going to be it. Hey, listen, if you're frustrated about the racial division or about the sickness, pray for it. Pray for it. If wherever you see somebody, your stomach tightens up, why don't, instead of thinking about that being prejudice or that being fear, walk up and saying, that's this Holy Spirit prompting and say, hey, I, I love you. Super weird. I love you. God loves you. See you later. Our world would look vastly different. I want to pray for you. I'll pray for you. And uh, in Acts, um, I, I, you have to read it on your own this week. I would encourage you to do it. In Acts 9, 17 through 19. Whenever Paul, or when Saul went to being Paul, they prayed over him, or Ananias prayed over him, and something like scales fell off his eyes. We need some scales to fall off our eyes. And if that's you, if you say, I need the scales of prejudice or fear or anxiety or depression to fall off my eyes, allow me to pray for you now. God, I want to come before you. And I pray that we be filled with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd fill us from our feet to our head right now, God, that we, that whatever's inside of us that doesn't belong, you be pressed out that we would be pushed out. God, would you make us people of prayer that we would find rest, that we would find restoration, God, that we would pursue you, God, aggressively, God, that we could walk in your peace and make a difference and make the culture look more like the kingdom, one household, one relationship, one neighborhood, God, one community at a time. But God, we can bring heaven to earth. That's what we're called to do. (laughs) We're not called to hide out in our houses and wait for you to come get us. God, we're called to take you to the world. Please, God, fill us with peace. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Fill us with a desire to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as is in heaven. God, we love you desperately. And we ask that you would fill us with your spirit this week. In your precious name we pray, amen.